0: Hi there, my name's Ethan McIntyre. Today, we're going to go on a journey into the world of science fiction. Thanks for joining me on this beautiful robot odyssey. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Beautiful Robot Odyssey. Today, we're going to be talking about the PlayStation 4 exclusive Horizon Zero Dawn. And joining me is a familiar voice. It's Caitlin.
1: Hi. I'm surprised.
0: I didn't make a Borat joke? Yes. No. Thank I, you that, for was, yourself. that was the old me. <laughs> I'm yeah. older, wiser. It's my birthday yesterday, so That's
1: true. I'm you're, a big boy now. You're an old man. And I You're a cradle robber.
0: Can no longer make Borat jokes. <gasps> that part of my life is over.
1: I am not upset at this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, yep. It's all Austin Powers from here on out. Oh. Groovy, baby.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) An interesting choice.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we are going to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a game that you have wanted me to play for...
1: Since it came out. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: what, like four (laughs) years at this
1: point or something?
0: Okay, I want to speak in my defense slightly about why I did not play this game... Immediately upon release.
1: Should we do a quick, like, what it is?
0: Okay, yeah. So Horizon Zero Dawn... is a fun, fun game. ...is an open world (laughs) game, kind of in the vein of, like, an Assassin's Creed Mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. It is about a woman named Aloy Mm -hmm. who lives in kind of a post-apocalyptic future Mm -hmm. where there are... Robot animals, essentially. Yeah, Robots of various kinds, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are like, this is kind of like a robot deer. And this is like a big yeah. robot chicken and things like that.
1: This one's an alligator that can shoot uh, ice at you.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We'll get more into the like mm-hmm. kind of plot specifics later, but that's sort of the gist. It's yeah. extremely, extremely good. So good. Highly recommend.
1: OK, so what's your excuse for not playing it?
0: <laughs> so I bought it the day that the Nintendo Switch came out, mm-hmm. because as you will recall, I wanted a Switch very badly. Yes. And I had kind of figured out a way to buy one at release.
1: <laughs> yeah. <coughs> you did a lot of wheeling and dealing that day.
0: Well, no, I I I found enough stuff mm-hmm. in our games library to trade in at GameStop. Mm-hmm. Plus, I was going to sell our Wii U to our mutual friend, Sonny, and together, all of that was going to give me enough money slash GameStop credit Mm -hmm. to purchase a Switch. Now, when I arrived at the GameStop (laughs) location, I was informed that, tragically, they did not have any Switches left, because we live like an hour away from the nearest GameStop. Uh, We did at the time, I mean. And Sonny lived like an equal distance in the opposite direction. So Mm -hmm. we were going to have to meet up. And like the way that our schedules worked out, we couldn't get there. We couldn't both get there until like half an hour after the GameStop had opened or something like that. And it was, you know, it was the day that they came out and they sold Uh, like hotcakes. So I got in and uh, I traded all the stuff and the guy was like, yeah, I'm sorry, but, like, we don't have any Switches left. But I did just call the Walmart that this GameStop is in the parking lot of, like, five <laughs> minutes ago. And they had three as of five Ooh, minutes ago. Got book it. Yeah, so I I was like, well, I've got all this trading credit now mm. that was going to go towards a Switch. Yeah. So instead, I bought, I bought Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I bought a Pro Controller, and mm. I bought Horizon Zero Dawn, because... <laughs> You wanted it, yeah. Um, I, I was interested, but like it was, it, it was, was a game, movie. yeah. And then I went over to Walmart and bought a Switch, <laughs> and <laughs> so the reason that I was not playing it upon release is mostly because I was playing Breath of the Wild at That's that fair. point while you were playing Horizon. Yeah. So
1: Which I would say have kind of similar threads through
0: yeah i mean they're both they're both big like Mm -hmm. exploration based games they both have ancient robots as a prominent feature yeah for sure (laughs) but yeah so i now admittedly that's a good excuse for like the immediate release window (laughs) yeah and not so much for the like subsequent three years where you were like you should really play horizon yeah (laughs) um (laughs) But you found the silver bullet to my <laughs> being lazy about video games, which was, hey, we could talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. At which point I was like, fire it up, baby.
1: <laughs> and then you fell in love.
0: Yeah, it's really good. I, I had played a little bit of it when mm-hmm. it first came yeah. out. I had played up th- through. The
1: proving, right?
0: Yeah, I was a little bit past the proving, I yeah. think. Um, but that was as far as I got. But I wrapped it up. Last This last weekend I think mm-hmm. is when I finished Yeah And uh, That includes the DLC The Frozen Wilds I did yeah. that as well I had a couple side quests That I didn't do In Frozen Wilds Cause I was I was eager to get A different game Started that we yeah. just bought But I did I did all of the side stuff In the main game And uh, Most of it in the Frozen Wilds I didn't mm. do the like After After main quest line Couple bonus missions That are past that mm. Where like they want you to go fight stupid fire bears and stuff. I was just yeah. kinda like, no, I'd rather not.
1: <laughs> yeah, those fire bears are tough.
0: Uh yeah, I hate them. But yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So what what, what, what would you, <laughs> what would you say was the most appealing part of this game to you? Cause this very quickly became like one of your yeah, favorite games.
1: It did. I think it's just everything about it first of all is gorgeous to play like all the scenery they they have the days cycling through in different weather you can like see the stars and northern lights it's just gorgeous
0: it's very pretty that's true and it it came out i mean games are are just visually so nice these days like and that one definitely looked really good yeah
1: there will be times when i'm playing it and i'll just stop and like look at the scenery for a little bit. Yeah. It's so pretty. Aloy the main character. I love her, her spirit and spunk. She's just she can be a little sassy sometimes. Yeah. It's really fun. She's I feel like she is kind of sure of herself. Mhm. Um she's curious and always like trying to learn new things.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I think she's a really appealing character.
0: That's something i really appreciate about her is i'm I mean, I think I've talked about it very briefly on on a couple previous episodes, especially like the the first episode. But I'm super, super pro technology mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The I've known a lot of people who are. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say that they're like luddites or anything, but you know, I, I've known people who, when I've introduced the idea of transhumanism to conversation, have had like really negative reactions. Yeah, I'm I'm really into that stuff mm-hmm. and. The early scenes of Aloy with Rost, where her
1: adopted father,
0: yeah, where she finds her focus mm-hmm. and he is kind of he thinks it's a dumb game, yeah. or I mean the whole like society that they well that they're they're not a part of because they're outcasts, but yeah. the Nora society that they live in the region of mm-hmm. is very like anti machine like yeah. they think that it is. Bad that she would take something from the metal ruins or whatever. Exactly.
1: Yeah, they're okay with the machines and hunting the machines for parts. But all the, like, ruins of ancient society, they're not allowed to go into. If you go into that, then you could become an outcast.
0: Right. So the fact that she is kind of breaking that societal... Stigma? uh, Right. And how that defines her as a character and... Shapes her journey and stuff. Uh, I found really, I find myself really appreciating.
1: She seems very open-minded because of that. Yes, like, exactly. Like I said earlier, she's constantly learning and such. So mm-hmm. she, she's open to most things.
0: I think that her, I think I'm sensing a pattern with you. <laughs> yeah. The, I feel like her level of self-confidence <laughs> and smart and stuff yeah. is kind of in line with comic book captain marvel yeah that's fair (laughs) i think that that might be an archetype (laughs) that you enjoy
1: maybe i like aspire to that yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i like her i also uh like the gameplay like as you go throughout the game and you go to different areas they introduce new machines for you to use and to fight and so they kind of keep you on your toes in that way and Mm -hmm. it's always really cool to like Go to a new area, and oh my god, this is gigantic lightning bird.
0: Yeah, I want to take a second to talk about that because yeah. I disagree with something that you just said, which is that it's always cool. It's not cool when it's the big lightning bird. I, in fact, became angry at the game anytime I had to fight a storm bird because they're very, very annoying, and I hate them.
1: I mean, they're not. The best fight, but I'm still in awe of them. <laughs> like, just watching them soar through the sky is amazing.
0: I would rather fight <laughs> like five Thunderjaws than a Stormbird. Wow. Thunderjaws are fun. You just blow their cannons off and shoot them in the face with them. It's great. That
1: is pretty fun. You can use their weapons against them.
0: Stormbirds are just like, oh, I'm way up in the sky. You want to shoot my lightning tummy? Too bad. I'm going <laughs> to flap away now. <laughs> Oh, now I've landed, and I'm just going to peck the ground over and over, and it's going to explode every time, and also I'm faster than you, so that's cool. Like a
1: lightning chicken. (laughs) I I hate them. Yeah. (laughs) But overall, fun game.
0: It's a very good game. That is, that's the only enemy I don't like fighting. Really? Yeah. Well, until the DLC, I also hate fighting the, the, um, Fire Claws. Frost Claws are fine. Yeah. But Fire Claws have, like, too much health. I'm sick of it.
1: That's another good point about the game, the DLC. I think the DLC does a good job of expanding upon what they the storylines they had in the main game. Because they have a tribe called the Banuk and you interact a little bit with the Banuk in the main game, but for the DLC you go into their land and it's it's very interesting to learn more about it. Their customs and such. Yeah, I
0: I really like how the I really like how that society functions mm-hmm. and how well the DLC fleshes them out. Yeah. I do have some other complaints about that DLC.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't really like the villain. Mm. The It's kind of clever that they refer to it as like the daemon because that mm-hmm. is like an actual software term. Yeah. Um, which is, is a neat touch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't like the... Functionally, it's just a copy of the villain in the main game. Like
1: that. That's kind of fair. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really add much interesting beyond that. It's just like there's a big AI that's controlling stuff to attack us.
1: Yeah, it is like a smaller version of the main villain. That's true.
0: Yeah, I'm really interested in where it's going to go narratively because, Mm -hmm. and like, we're just gonna go. We're just going to assume that you've played the game at this point. So, like, (laughs) we're just gonna go full spoilers because. Like, the fact that it turns out to be Hephaestus, which is one of the other, like, Gaia AI, that's really cool. And and I like the reasoning behind, like, its whole purpose is just to build cool new robots to, like, help the ecology Mm -hmm. of the planet. And humans keep killing all of them.
1: Yeah,
0: So it's making like worse and more dangerous ones
1: it's kind of fair if you look at it that way
0: right like it it makes sense and it's interesting mm-hmm. i just think from a from the standpoint of like it's just it's doing the same thing over yeah. again it's like how season 1 of the flash tv show yeah. is like <laughs> you know the reverse flash and it's like yeah. oh cool You know, an evil super speedy guy. But then season two is Zoom and it's like, oh, an evil super speedy guy. Like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Like, kind of just did that. Mm -hmm. And also, like, I don't know. I thought it was a little boring that, like, the main machines that you're fighting throughout that DLC are just like, it's the regular. machines but they have more health now
1: yeah pretty much
0: (laughs) i mean because the new ones that it does introduce like the big wormy tower guys and like the bears and stuff like are cool Mm -hmm. and interesting i get that they didn't want to like
1: basically make a whole (laughs) new game just for dlc right
0: i I get that they were kind of limited in their how much time they and money they wanted to spend on on mechanical design and stuff like that but I did think it was a little bit of a letdown that it was just like, fight all these same things again, but they have a lot of health now. That's fair. I did like the DLC overall. Mm-hmm. It added a new puzzle, which was cool, because the the base game doesn't have a ton of like puzzle variety.
1: Yeah. However. Oh, the tourney thing. Okay. Yeah.
0: I was a little disappointed that it's like, yeah, they added... A new puzzle. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna do it like six times <laughs> because it's the only puzzle in this DLC. Yeah, I, I am interested in seeing like where the the story arc with Hephaestus is gonna go because they very mm. heavily imply that it's going to be a part of future games yeah. in the franchise. The other the other big kind of complaint that I had about the DLC is that early on it kind of alludes to like you're gonna find out more about Silence in this. Yeah which I was really excited about because be cool. I really like that character. I find him super interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about him specifically more in a second. Mm-hmm. But um, I really like him, and I thought his backstory could potentially be super interesting. Mm-hmm. And like, I liked that when you start to go into Banook territory, he tries to convince you not yeah. to. And Aloy points out, like, you have a bunch of blue wiring mm-hmm. um piercings and stuff, which is like a signature of Banuk shamans. And then really all you find out is like, he stole some stuff once.
1: He got kicked out of the Banuk tribes.
0: Right. That's and, about it. and he was probably not actually Banuk to begin with or whatever. Because mm. she said that, um Aurea or whoever it is says like, when we tried to find the people that vouched for him again after he stole the stuff, they'd all disappeared.
1: Shit, I didn't catch that.
0: Yeah, so he's he's presumably not actually Banook, but was pretending to be. Which is like, that's interesting, because yeah. it's like, okay, where is he actually from? And also, how did he get these people to yeah. lie for him? Because he's very not social. Like, no. he's not the kind of guy that has friends who would do that <laughs> for him. Yeah. So... That's interesting, but that's really all you get, and it doesn't Mm. tell you as much about him as I would have liked.
1: I agree. I'm assuming we'll get more about him in the second game. They probably just wanted to give some teases yeah, without giving too much.
0: Given how this game ends, I feel like silence is going to be a pretty major part of the second. I'm really curious to see what his character arc is going to be, because... Mm -hmm. I think he could really easily go either way in terms yeah. of, like, redemption arc or, like, go full-on villain.
1: I am mm-hmm. I wonder if he's just going to keep on skating the line and just be ambiguous.
0: No, I think he's got to make a... I think he's got to land somewhere at yeah. some point. I also really don't like that at the end of the DLC, Aurea dies. Yeah. This game... <laughs> I had that problem in general with this game.
1: <laughs> yeah I think it I
0: know you did. I think it fridges characters like kind of a lot, yeah. honestly yeah it really bothered me that like Aurea dies and her brother lives like yeah and I don't know the the big the big example is let's talk about Erend and Ursa real <laughs> quick. yeah,
1: I like Aaron. he's fun. I like Erend a lot.
0: For sure. Aaron is one of my favorite, like, supporting cast members in this game.
1: He kind of reminds me of Varric from Dragon Age. Mm Mm-hmm. Same kind of tone. Kind of jokey, fun, supportive.
0: Yeah. I thought it was a little weird. You only actually see him drunk, like, once. Yeah. But, like, a lot of his dialogue is about how he's an alcoholic. (laughs) I feel like they kind of need to, like show, don't tell, mm-hmm. if they want to make that. And also, like, the only time you actually see him drunk is, like, right after he thinks his sister died. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, so it really bugs me that the first time you ever meet Aaron, he mentions that his sister got taken in a raid. And you're like, oh, man, your sister died? I'm sorry, that sucks. And he's like, oh, no, she's not dead. It's fine. She got out or whatever. And then the second time you ever meet Aaron. He's like, well, my sister died. <laughs> That's like, So my initial complaint was like, why did you have her not be dead initially yeah. if you were going to kill her then? But then you do the quest and it's yeah. like, oh, she's not really dead. Somebody else kidnapped her and faked her death. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. But then you find her and she <laughs> dies immediately. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, what was the point of any of this? It would have been cool if she could have survived.
0: Yeah, the I think the thing to take away from this game is if you live in a post-apocalypse, don't, like, have a sister. Because they're going to die <laughs> tragically in order to motivate you.
1: <laughs> that's a good point.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, that's, I don't know, it wasn't, like, the worst twist or whatever for the end of the, the DLC. It's not that hard to see coming either. Yeah. Uh, but I I just, I felt, I already felt like this game had a bad habit of killing off people in order to like motivate other people to change or mm-hmm. whatever. There are other plot devices that you could have, <laughs> but oh well. As far as the main game goes, mm-hmm. what... I don't know, what were your favorite, like, story beats?
1: Hmm. I liked all the side quests. It, I think they did a good job of making all the people throughout the tribes be their own people, very unique. I liked how even after you finish a side quest, you could go back and talk with them, and they'd have something new to say. And at the end, there's that big fight. And so a lot of them will come join you at the fight.
0: Yeah, That's that really was really cool. cool. I liked seeing a lot of the people that you helped earlier on mm-hmm. show back up.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of like a payback. You helped them, so now they can help you. And it was just nice to see them again, honestly. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I did that one.
0: <laughs> it's like a smaller scale version of like, <laughs> like Mass Effect <laughs> yeah. 3, like seeing people from the first two games come back to like mm-hmm. help against the Reapers and stuff like that. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I really liked it. There's a lot of cool NPCs, too. Like, Mm -hmm. is is her name Petra from... She's like an Oseram lady from this town that's built on a scrapyard. Oh, yeah. And she, like, invents (laughs) these cannons and stuff. It's very cool. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. There's... From the side quest about the Karja, Shadow Karja, like, Emperor kid. There's um, Vanasha and Uthid. They come back. Mm -hmm. Which... Uh, I 100% <laughs> ship Aloy with Vanasha, by the yeah. way, because there are a lot of people in this game that flirt with Aloy, mm-hmm. and her response is pretty much always, don't do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't really romance anyone.
0: No, but when Vanasha hits on her, she gets actually flustered in like a way that she does <laughs> not generally with other people. That's a
1: good point, yeah.
0: So... I think that they are cute together, and I want yeah. them to kiss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you pointing out those two characters reminds me, that's another thing I really like about this game. They have a lot of really strong independent ladies for the characters. Yeah. It's cool. Like Even, even some of the side characters are just like, oh, my husband was being stupid, so I just left him to start my business, and I guess he wants me back now. Can you go save him, please? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. The lady <laughs> whose like, husband is a, a brewer or whatever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: It's like, I feel like everyone has their own story and it's really cool
0: yeah it does a really good job of fleshing mm-hmm. out
1: mm-hmm.
0: side characters the The quests like make sense mm-hmm. side quests and they feel interesting and stuff yeah. I mean there are I think this game over relies a little bit on like tracking like yeah that's fair a lot of quests kind of boil down to like follow this trail for a little bit mm-hmm. and then like fight a snap maw or something yeah I think that you could level a very similar argument against, for instance, like The Witcher 3. Yeah. With, like, use your Witcher senses and stuff. But I feel like like it works a little better in that game because so much of The Witcher is also about studying the thing that you're about to fight and, like, making really specific choices in Mm. gear and weapons and potions and stuff. For whatever you're about to fight, which this game has a little bit Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you're fighting a snap mob and it's like, okay, I need to make sure I've got hard point and shot or uh, uh, blaze arrows Mm -hmm. crafted because I want to shoot the things off of its shoulders and then blow them up or whatever. But I feel like it's a little less. There's not like, oh, this is a special monster that I'm only going to fight in this quest, basically, you know, yeah. So I, I do think it over relies a little bit on, like, using the focus to track as yeah. a gameplay mechanic. And like I kind of alluded to earlier, I think it could use a little more variety in, like, puzzles and stuff. Yeah. But narratively, I think all the side quests are really interesting and mm-hmm. compelling.
1: I'm honestly fine that it doesn't have more puzzles because overall, I kind of suck at puzzles in games. <laughs> or I get easily frustrated at them. Like, mm. if I don't get it within a few tries, I'm like, oh, I, I just can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to find it. it has few puzzles.
0: What was your favorite side quest that you can oh, think geez.
1: of? <sighs> I don't know. The hunting ground stuff is pretty cool. Not the actual going to hunting grounds and training because I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, what's the big place called? The, the Lodge. Yeah, the Lodge. Yeah. Um, all things with the Lodge is cool because... You get to meet the other lady, the hawk. Talana. Yeah, Talana. And you got to do things for her and with her Mm -hmm. and help her kind of take over. That's really fun. I like that.
0: I do, too. I like her as a character, too. I think Talana's really one of the the more memorable NPCs. Mm
1: -hmm. There's so many side quests I like.
0: And it reminded me of, I'm a big Final Fantasy fan, Mm -hmm. and there is a hunting lodge type thing in Final Fantasy XII that it sort of reminded me of a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was, that was nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's one, I don't know if I'd call it my favorite, but I found it an interesting idea where Aloy gets hired by a guy in Karja. That's the city name, right?
0: Meridian. Meridian.
1: Thank you. To go investigate a small little village where like the machines are all calm and trying to figure out why. And she goes there and there's a device or something that's calming them. And the stupid people he hired before break it. So they all go crazy. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just find that a very interesting idea to take the whole idea of the machines that are usually kind of aggressive. Say, what if they're all calm? How would they interact with them? Yeah. It's interesting to see how they twist the narrative a little bit sometimes.
0: Yeah. What about uh, the crazy guy that drinks oil?
1: That was so weird. It's really weird. I... I liked it for being weird, but I was like, should I be giving him machine oil to drink? Am I poisoning him?
0: <laughs> well, but he
1: wants to do it. He would th- do
0: it himself. <laughs> right. The thing that I, like, I found it all super interesting. I kind of, I like, I mean, I like weird kind of portents and I, I don't believe in, like, magic. I don't, Like, I don't believe in, like, tarot readings yeah. in real life. But I find them really interesting conceptually. Yeah. And I like it when it is used as a device in, like, fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I found his whole, like, these are the visions that this oil has granted me mm-hmm. really interesting. And I think, you know, a lot of them are are designed to be, like, interpreted in ways that make a lot of sense with the yeah, lore. Yeah, they
1: seem, like, correct.
0: Which I think is really cool, but also, like, <laughs> this is a very hard sci-fi game. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like... Yeah, well, why would that work, though? <laughs> it's it's neat for the purposes mm-hmm. of the side quest that it does, but, like, how, why?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested in their explanation of how this actually works. That's true.
0: <laughs> I also... I think my favorite side quest, personally, mm-hmm. is the one where the guy... He's like, robots attacked my ancestral home. Oh, that one, yeah. And killed my family. Yeah, I need you to go... <laughs> Beat up the robots. Mm
1: -hmm. So I didn't claim my land.
0: Yeah. And then you get there and his sister's still alive. And Mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, he just hated all of us and like wanted to kill us and take the property. Yeah. And, you know, you turn around. It's like a cutscene, and you turn around and he's like walking up
1: Mm -hmm. and he's
0: got this little thing in his hands. And he's like, you've discovered my plot But now, when I activate this beacon, it will drive all the nearby monsters crazy and they'll (laughs) kill, and then just like a big old bird swoops down and eats him. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good denouement to that that story.
1: Pretty immediate (laughs) karma.
0: Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Oh, another. I'm curious about this. Mm -hmm. So, one of the kind of recurring. NPCs related to a side quest is Nil, the bandit hunter. Oh,
1: yeah. That's very interesting.
0: So when you take out all of the bandit hideouts, mm-hmm. you then meet him again, and he wants to have a fight to the death. Yeah. Did you kill him or no?
1: Okay. So thing is, I've played this twice.
0: So you've done both? Yes. What did you do the first time? The
1: first time... I killed him. Yeah, I killed the shit out I of him. I thought that's what he would want. He wants to either die gloriously or having known that he took out someone that is his equal.
0: I was just like, this dude's a sociopath. That too. And if I don't, like, <laughs> now that there's no bandits, like, if I don't kill him, he's probably just gonna start killing people.
1: <laughs> that's a very good point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the first time I did kill him and I did the game plus Second time around, I did not kill him, and so he ended up coming to the big battle at the end to help out.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I, I did the murder before I, like, knew that there was a big thing at yeah. the end. Um, You did the murder. <laughs> <laughs> so I did sort of wonder mm-hmm. if he would or not. That's pretty cool. I, I'm is. glad that he does if you don't kill him. Yeah. I wanted to fight a tall neck, and I was sad no. that there was never an opportunity. I kind of thought maybe in the Frozen Wilds, because that tall neck like, works a little bit differently than yeah. usual.
1: I guess it would be kind of cool if you had to like, disable it somehow, like climb up its legs and stuff and shut it down, and it like could stomp on you. But I don't want to have like a big, mean tall neck. I like them.
0: Well, I like them too. It's just like that's sort of what I mean about like this game doesn't do a super good job of having, like, big unique boss fights or something, mm-hmm. which is something that I usually kind of appreciate. Yeah. Like, I think it would have been cool if, like, one time, <laughs> you know, Hades controls a tall neck or something, yeah. and you have to, it becomes this weird, like, non-standard fight where you have mm-hmm. to, like, trip it up and, like, stuff cool. like that. You do
1: have a trip caster and such. I wonder how that would work against a tall neck.
0: Right. I think it could have been really interesting to do something yeah. like that. And hopefully, you know... The second game looks like it's going to be pretty big in scope Mm -hmm. and stuff like I hopefully there will be more room for stuff like that. I think I always think it's kind of important if it's like the first game of a new franchise Mm -hmm. to cut a little bit of slack because they're always figuring stuff out. So I'm kind of hoping that there will be also I don't think I've said this yet. I really like the mechanical designs Mm -hmm. in this game a whole lot. Yeah,
1: They're very cool.
0: I'm really interested in that type of design work. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm I'm super into Gundam and yeah. So, I'm familiar with like Hajime Katoki and like all those people, various designers, mechanical designers for mm-hmm. that franchise over the years. And that kind of stuff just fascinates me. I think this game does a really good job of designing machines that still feel organic in a mm-hmm. certain way.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's Really cool. And the big metal alligators are very scary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> I think I might disagree with you, though, about the boss fights. Because I think they do have a few scattered in there that are interesting and different. Yeah. Like when you're catching up with the hunting party in the Norlands. Oh, that's right. Um, you have to kind of sneak with the chief's, uh war chief's son. Oh, yeah. Varro. The, yeah, the big base. And you have to sneak past a bunch of machines to blow up a bunch of stuff. And you have all the big monsters. I think that is something that was kind of unique to itself.
0: Oh, it definitely has it definitely has cool, like, missions and yeah. stuff like that. Like, um, the cauldron at the mm-hmm. end of the Frozen Wilds DLC. Like, essentially the last, like, mission of that story arc. Yeah. Is really cool. It's a really interesting environment. There's multiple paths you can take. Mm-hmm. I jumped into lava once <laughs> on accident. Everyone but does. I <laughs> I think that level design and stuff mm-hmm. like that is really good. Okay. I just I I would have liked if there was occasionally something like even something as simple as like how did this like how did this scrap get a thunderjaw cannon or something yeah, you know? True. So like, you
1: you didn't want the same monsters to be used. Throughout the thing, you wanted like a big bad kind of special guy.
0: Yeah, every once in a while, like they 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 approach that with Redma mm-hmm. in the. Yeah. Yeah, like, but even that is essentially just a Thunderjaw.
1: Yeah. Okay, uh, I got you. I think I misunderstood what you were meaning.
0: Yeah, I just I wish that there were I wish that there were a few enemies that you only really fight once, and they're yeah. unique.
1: There's the. I don't remember what they're called, the rock thrower guys. Rock breakers. Yeah. You don't you, see them very often, That's thankfully. true.
0: That's true. You only really fight those twice, and mm. one of them is for a corrupted zone.
1: Yeah. That's tough. a good point.
0: That's a good point. That is a pretty unique, because you only really fight that story-wise for the, that one side quest where you have to save mm. the the Karja oh. Emperor from one. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, there's that. There's a side mission where there's one in the quarry. To take out. Oh, that's
0: true. That's true. And then yeah, there's yeah, a corrupted yeah.
1: zone, but there's two of them. Yeah. They're like ground whales <laughs> that can shoot rocks at you.
0: That's a good point, though. <laughs> that is that is the kind of thing that I'm talking yeah. about. Like, yeah, I wish there were a few more things like that. Like, Thunderjaws and Stormbirds are almost like that. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's just a few too many side quests where you have to fight one. That
1: makes sense. Yeah, you want them to be more rare?
0: Yeah. I... Really like how the narrative flows in this game. I think it builds in a real... like. I think the pacing is really good. I like that the world, the world feels alive enough mm-hmm. that there are different things happening at different points in the story, and you can kind of see how they're connected. Yeah, I like how initially, like you're just looking for the guy that killed your uh, that kills everybody at the proving or mm-hmm. whatever and then it kind of expands to well there's this whole like cult Mm -hmm. and then that kind of expands to you know the backstory of the zero dawn project Mm -hmm. and the ai like gaia and Hephaestus and stuff and it all builds really nicely and i like that there are times where the narrative is kind of split where it's like okay because I was investigating this other thing, it led me to find out that this terrorist guy is going to attack the Sun King. Yeah. And that's not really, like...
1: That's not my problem.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> that's not, like, directly related to this cult thing. Yeah. But also, like, I kind of need the Sun King's help. Yeah. So this has to be important to me, too. Like
1: It makes it all make sense. It ties it back to her in good ways.
0: Yeah. And it makes the world feel so... Interconnected and alive and real. Yeah. Yeah. It's done extremely, extremely well.
1: I feel like it's a game that you can connect with.
0: Yeah. I think that that's, I think that's a good way of saying it. I also really like Silence as a character.
1: I mean, that actor alone is fantastic. (laughs) Yes. Uh, That's what I was going to (laughs) say.
0: Lance Reddick, who I, I think my first experience with him was in Fringe. Same. And... But I just, I love that guy. He's so good in everything. I mean, he's great in Fringe. He was in um, American Horror Story, season three. Oh. I had mixed feelings on that season as a whole, but I thought he was really good in it.
1: Which one was that?
0: That was uh, Coven.
1: Okay, yeah, I've only seen the first episode of that one.
0: And uh, he's fantastic in this. He's in something else that I was he's just playing the everything. other day. <laughs> like, he he's a, a voice actor in something that I... Because I I don't remember what it was, but I heard him and was like, oh, hey, (laughs) (laughs) I forgot he was in this, too. He's very cool. Yeah, he's he's great. I love that guy. And I think Silence is a really interesting character. Mm -hmm. I like his degree of moral ambiguity. Mm -hmm. I like that when you actually I'm so interested to see where he's going to go as a character because he does he does get some positive development. Through interacting with Aloy. He is
1: very self-serving, though. You get the feeling that he's only helping her and helping other people because it's what ends up good for him.
0: Well, I mean, he explicitly says that that's the case. But there are also times where he gets kind of humanized. Where, Mm -hmm. like, for instance, after Aloy finds out that she's, like, a clone.
1: Mm -hmm. Spoilers.
0: There's a super great scene where she's just, like, she gets... Uh, this is a a trope when it comes to, like, cloning mm-hmm. in media, but she's like, I'm nobody. I don't even have parents or whatever. And he <laughs> has this really good... <laughs> I'm so glad that it's Lance Reddick because he's so good <laughs> at the, the exact kind of bitter sarcasm <laughs> that silence, yeah. like always uses mm-hmm. and she's like i don't even have a mother or whatever and he's like oh yes poor you how terrible it is to discover that you're a woman of towering importance or something <laughs> like that yeah um but he when it's when aloy realizes that she's going to have to go into all mother mountain mm-hmm. and uh he like gets pretty aggressive about it she's like maybe i'll find my real mother there or whatever and he's like you were born in a tube. (laughs) Like (laughs) You will only find a machine there or whatever. And um, later on, he actually says, like, that was needlessly cruel. Yeah, that's true. There was no reason that I should have done that, and I'm sorry that I attacked you in that way. Like, he does get a few moments where it's like, he's maybe kind of coming around a little bit. Yeah. But at the same time, after he, like, explains to you that he's the one who started the evil cult that you've yeah. been fighting and stuff. And whoopsie, Aloy is like, oh, well, at least you're... Or, I mean, the dialogue option I chose is like, mm-hmm. well, at least you're trying to make amends or whatever. You realize that you were wrong. And he's like, no, I would have done it still. <laughs> like, I probably would have done it a little bit smarter. Yeah. But, like, I don't feel like I was right to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Which I just... I really... I super like that. Mm -hmm. I I think that that I just read a Star Wars book called Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray, which was really good if you like Star Wars and especially prequel era stuff. I'm a big fan of the character Qui-Gon Jinn. And this book was about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan before episode one. But anyway, there is a character in that book named Pax, Pax Marifer, whose backstory is that he was on... He was from like a wealthy family and they were on this uh starship or whatever. And it was attacked by pirates and everyone on board was killed except for him mm-hmm. because he was like five and he hid in a closet or something that they didn't bother to check. So he comes out and everyone's dead, but there were a bunch of protocol droids Mm. on the ship and they're all still fine. The Mm -hmm. pirates didn't bother to do anything with them. And because this was like, it was like a cruise ship or something, like there were, there was a ton of food and life support and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the droids were like, well, you're not going to die. Like (laughs) there's, there's food and oxygen and stuff for like years and years and years and years Mm -hmm. worth. So you'll be okay. And they kind of like, take it upon themselves to raise him because they don't have anything else to do, essentially. (laughs)
1: That's fair. Yeah.
0: And so eventually, after like a decade, this ship is found drifting in space or whatever, and he, you know, is recovered, and all the droids are, like, super happy because they're like, oh, cool, we can go back to being protocol droids now. (laughs) And so as a result of this background, he is really... Like self-centered because he was the only person in his world for a long yeah. time, and all of the droids were like, "We're programmed to serve you."
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, you know he's very everything for him is about logic,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's no room for emotion or whatever because he was raised by droids, yeah. and that's who Silence reminded me of. That is makes like sense. yeah, everything, everything is just kind of this really logic focused like this is the path that will benefit me, and so therefore it's the path that I will take. He even says to Aloy at one point, like, we should not build our our partnership on trust, because trust is an illogical function of human nature or whatever. It makes more sense if we both admit openly that we are doing this out of self-interest, and as long as the two of us are beneficial to each other, it makes sense to work together. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he lays it out in a very mechanical fashion. Yeah. And, yeah, since I just read that book, like, that <laughs> was what jumped to mind, was like, this dude's just like Pax. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. Um, that was cool. He also has the very, very, very good scene later on when you get captured by Helis and you have to fight in the sun ring.
1: hmm
0: And, uh, Silen's, like, busts in with a bunch <laughs> of, uh, Robots that he's like reprogrammed yeah, that's or whatever. Very
1: cool.
0: It is the best.
1: Yeah, is that the point where she's like, I didn't know you could do that, and he's like, I yeah. learned it from you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I also really like that he's like a hacker.
1: Yeah, in a society cool. that
0: barely understands machines, uh-huh. he's like dedicated his life to figuring out how that works, mm-hmm. which I think is and, fascinating.
1: And the whole reason why he's in cahoots with the big bad AI. It's just because he wants to learn.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I feel like I think the final scene, the post credit scene, where he has captured Hades and yeah. is like, Alright, now you're gonna tell me all the things that I wanna know. What
1: is calculus? Is
0: super interesting. <laughs> like that that's another reason I, I like him as a character and I'm mm-hmm. curious to see how he develops is like he's not doing anything for the wrong reasons. Yeah.
1: Just his selfish reasons.
0: Right. And I I totally I mean, I can, I can empathize mm-hmm. with a lot of his stances and, and stuff on mm-hmm. different things. I mean, obviously, like, starting an evil cult is pretty bad, <laughs> no yeah. matter how you slice it. Especially, I mean, he admits that he knew it was probably oh, going yeah. to go wrong. Like, that Hades was going to betray him and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's so, why he built a
1: back door.
0: <laughs> right. I would not go that far.
1: Yeah. I kind of wonder, they do... Aloy and Silence seem very similar. They both have that love of learning and knowing how things work. Yeah. I wonder if Aloy had not been raised by someone like Rost to kind of keep her grounded and rooted. Mm-hmm. If she could have turned into him, basically.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially especially with her early in the game, in particular, disdain for, like, other yeah. people, basically, because the Nora suck.
1: Yeah, because she was cast out as a baby. She didn't really connect with them, mm-hmm. which makes sense. So I think it was very lucky for the world <laughs> that yeah. she had Rost.
0: <laughs> I also I love how quickly the Nora turn around after she yeah. goes into the mountain and she comes back out and they start like bowing to her and she's <laughs> like
1: hail Yeah. And she's like,
0: Fuck you guys <laughs> yeah.
1: Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you cast me out, and now you worship me.
0: Yeah, that is a really good scene. Yeah. I I love everything about the backstory of this game. Mm -hmm. Like, I like, I like the reveal that like, you know, you would think up to this point that it's just like, oh, well, machines got pretty out of control and they wiped humans down to, you know, a tenth of the population or something. I like the twist that it's like, no, everyone died. (laughs) Yeah, like there was a literal complete apocalypse and like it just got restarted.
1: (laughs) And it's not even just once it got restarted. That's mm-hmm. the whole reason Hades is a thing. Because Gaia would make the world anew, but if it wasn't quite right for humans, it had to be wiped out and restarted. I wonder how many iterations there were.
0: I also really like, I really like that Hades, the guy, you, like you see members of the design team. Yeah, in, I really like
1: the backstory though.
0: Yeah, I, I like, I like that in those logs and stuff and hologram things, The guy that designed Hades is just a flaming mega douche. (laughs) (laughs) Like the first thing I found with him was him talking about like, "Cool, I get to design the apocalypse. Woo! This is rad." (laughs) Like, oh, I don't like this man. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and he annoys the other workers by having music blaring all the time. Yeah, how else are you supposed to make this thing? Yeah, gotta have death metal. (laughs) I'm not gonna turn it down.
0: I I thought that was a nice touch. He's apparently very popular with the fan base, but yeah. I do not like him.
1: I, I mean, I, I, I find
0: him—I find him unlikable in an entertaining way. Yeah. But well, and I also like—I like that they took that approach to him, where he's just like, uh, oh, this guy's annoying and kind of a douchebag, like a such a bro or whatever," as opposed to being like, "He's a literally in like." psychopathic, like, military, industrial complex dude who, like, reveled in designing this or whatever. (laughs) I'm glad that it's just like, nah, I wouldn't want to hang out with this dude.
1: (laughs) And that's, like, the extent of it. Yeah. I I really did enjoy finding all the, like, voice recordings, emails of... So you kind of got to know the people making it in the past as well.
0: Yeah. And just the whole... Idea is super cool to me. Yeah. I love that all the individual functions are like broken out into these other AI cores that you'll presumably like be visiting throughout yeah. the rest of the franchise. And like, it's just really cool. I
1: hope there's like one or two per game and there's gonna be like a buttload of games. Cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I mean there's a whole
1: world to discover.
0: Yeah. And they talk about like, I mean, you know, Hephaestus is obviously going to be a mm-hmm. big deal. They talk in the DLC. One of the things that you can ask the AI at the end of um, Cyan. One of the things that you can ask Cyan at the end of the Frozen Wilds is like, "Do you know what these metal flowers are that mm, are a collectible yeah. in the main game?" And she's like, "They must be from one of the other AI cores, but yeah. I don't know which one." So I like, wonder. Presumably, that's going to be yeah. important and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I I really I really like a lot of that i also yeah. really like that at one point you have to go to a place called the u.s robot command because <laughs> <Yeah>. that's great <laughs>
1: um speaking of the voice recordings in the dlc reminds me of another part of the dlc i, re- DLC I really liked because as you go throughout the different i think what is a big base there that has the pipes and such it's like a water plant. Oh
0: yeah. it's, it's a a dam, like yeah. a, a hydroelectric dam. Um,
1: dam. as you're exploring that area, you come across a lot of voice recordings of the two last two workers that were there before mm. I was completely taken over by robots and by like droids, not like murder bots. And it's really cute because like they start a band and they play in the pipes because it has good <laughs> echoes. And <sighs> you can like as you listen to the recordings, you can see their friendship building and then more. And oh, that's cute. Yeah, but then the sad part because they it gets shut down, so they have no reason to stay there anymore. So it's a it's a very good way of adding even more relationship to the game. Yeah,
0: cool. Speaking of characters from the past that you get insights and recordings about, mm-hmm. fuck Ted Faro, but, like
1: right? harder
0: than any video game villain.
1: He's terrible, like, and it's not even just like he's pure evil. It's like. He, he doesn't care. He he just wants to make money.
0: Well, like, he just he designs the death robots, and then it's like, oh, I guess we can't figure out how to beat them. Sorry,
1: yeah, that's my
0: fault. Also,
1: I told him to make it like that, basically.
0: And then it's like, oh, I don't really like the plan. That is literally the only way to mm-hmm. save the human race at all. So I'm gonna like screw it up, and delete, like, all of the, like, history and collected knowledge of humanity.
1: He's like, well, we shouldn't have a chance to learn this all again. They should have a fresh start.
0: Yeah. He is the worst. Terrible.
1: Was he also the one that poison gassed the whole room? I thought so. He's horrible.
0: There are theories, because after you first see Ted Farrow and Elizabeth Sobeck you talk to silence Mm -hmm. about them a little bit and you say something to the effect of like, could Elizabeth still be alive? And silence is like, given the intelligence of her and the technology that seemed to be available at the time, it's not impossible that someone might have cracked Mm -hmm. the code on cryogenics and could have, could still be alive.
1: So you think he might come back? There are
0: theories that he is like sealed in a bunker somewhere and that you will oh, maybe get to stab him in a future That'd game. Be fun.
1: I was gonna say, <laughs> can I like punch him?
0: <laughs> yeah. So that would be pretty good. Yeah. I kind of hope that that is the case.
1: You <laughs> would mess a whole bunch of stuff up again, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very good game. I really am excited to see where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I think the franchise has a lot of. Cool possibilities in front of it. I'm really excited about the next one. Yeah,
1: um, Wild West.
0: Yeah, I love that. I, I found it was I found it interesting because like since I didn't really play this until after the second one was announced, which yeah. the second one is called Forbidden West.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They they drop that name several times they throughout do. this game.
1: I didn't notice it until I was doing this, my second run through. And. Was- interesting
0: it's apparently where like the shadow karja are predominantly based uh-huh. so that's going to be interesting and just i don't the trailer was really cool i mean there's a big robot turtle and i'm super <laughs> into that
1: yeah and there's gonna be more like buildings and such to delve into Mm-hmm. i'm very interested i i cannot wait to play
0: yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be very good yeah. so i only have one note left okay Why does she leave the spear behind at the end?
1: Well, maybe it's kind of... She had the spear this whole time and was using it trying to find her mother in her mother's story. And once she found, quote unquote, her mother, she can move on to her own story, maybe.
0: But that's not even like the spear that she's had the whole time.
1: Nothing, I don't know.
0: Silence just gives her a cool new one towards the end. And it's like, (laughs) this one's even better at hacking monsters. Yeah. And then she uses it to, like, save the entire, like, tribe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then just goes, eh. <laughs> like, it's important. Yeah. Well, in the, when you go to the Frozen wild, they even say, like, this is a really important and special spear. Yeah. And we've only ever, like, we don't see spears like this. And it's mm-hmm. very cool and important. <laughs> and then you're just like, eh, it's cool. I'm just yeah. going to leave it in. I'm going to leave the special spear that controls robots in the gullyworks of this big evil robot that I just controlled.
1: Yeah. Take it I, with you! I wonder if it, like, could be taken out. Do you think it, like, welded in there?
0: I'm pretty sure that they take it out at the end. Like the oh. other, like, oh, tribespeople do. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. <laughs> like...
1: Yeah, that was pretty I was putting two scenes together. I was thinking of the part where she found Elizabeth's body and such. Mm. I in my head I was thinking that she left it there.
0: Oh no, she just leaves it in Hades' tummy. That's silly.
1: Why would you do that? Good
0: question. It's important. It's good. Yeah. I feel like it's just so that in the next game it's they don't have to, like, explain why you have to, like, rebuild your arsenal and stuff.
1: hmm Okay, I have a question for you. Are you ready? Go for it. <laughs> if you were to have to choose one of the machines or objects in the game to get as a tattoo, which one would you get?
0: As a tattoo? Yeah. Probably the big wormy.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> from uh, from Frozen <laughs> Wilds. That'd be the control tower. The one that waves back and forth. Yeah. Inflatable men. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I'd probably be like a Watcher or Ooh, maybe a Glint cool. Hawk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hate Glint Hawks.
0: I don't mind Glint Hawks too much. I hate yeah. Stormbird, but. Yeah, that's but they it.
1: move too much. I'm bad at tracking while aiming. <laughs> that's a good choice. How about you? I think maybe a Tall Neck. Yeah. They're so elegant.
0: Yeah, tall are cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, if you could have
1: <laughs> or, any. Or the cool robot flowers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you could have any of them as a pet. Oh, well, shoot, Stormbird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you would never have to pay for electricity. <laughs> <laughs> and you can ride it around. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. How about you?
0: Uh, I can't remember what they're called, but they're the ones that are like goats. Mm, Yeah. I like those.
1: The bison ones or the horse ones? The chargers? No, striders.
0: No, I think it's it's the chargers. They're like, they're like goats.
1: No, I was talking about other ones.
0: Oh, okay. That I thought would be cool. (laughs)
1: Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I changed the thing on you. (laughs) It's pretty much all of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of very good ones. I would not want like a pet snap maw or um, long leg.
1: No, those are the bird ones, right? Yeah. Ugh, those are annoying. Yeah. they the stalker.
0: Oh, too spooky. That would be spooky.
1: That'd be good for, like, guard dog.
0: I do, I do like how, to a degree, the game gets easier as you improve gear and yeah. stuff. But I, I do kind of like that the main... I felt like the main way you get better is by, like, learning how machines work. Yeah. Like... Long legs got way less annoying once I was like, oh, they've got the two power cells. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need to line up a good shot, and I can stun them and do the coup de gras, like,
1: yeah.
0: and and stuff like that.
1: That's true. I found that out in my second playthrough that I could go about it much more smart than it was the first time. Yeah, I pretty much was just smacking stuff and sniping my first run through.
0: Once I got once I got the special armor that gives you a force field, then I, I was way more apt to just be yeah. like. Bonk, bonk, bonk with the yeah. spear because it's like, I'm basically immortal now. <laughs> yeah, I've got the upgrades where it only takes like one or two spear hits to knock yeah. something over. So
1: do you think we'll keep any of that when we have the second game? No. I doubt
0: it. I would say maybe you'll get I, I would say maybe you will start with the like kill from above or like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But by and large, no, I think you're probably going to have to start from scratch.
1: Not to backtrack, but I think I know what your robot pet would be. The shell walker. Oh,
0: I do like crabs. It's like a turtle crab. Yeah, that's true. And you can use it for storage. That's true.
1: (laughs) Okay. What's your final opinion of the game?
0: I hate to pull a twist like this, but it's bad. Oh, no. (laughs) No, it's very, very good. (laughs) I'm glad that I finally played it. I liked it a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, It took the place of my favorite game. I... Used to have uh, Dragon Age up there, that series, but this one just soared above.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I it doesn't quite enter that echelon for me, I don't think, but it is really good. Yeah. I definitely want to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I have very high hopes for Forbidden West. Me too. Anything else?
1: Um, if you haven't played it yet, I'm sorry for all the spoilers, but go play it.
0: Yeah, it's super good. Check yeah. it out. All right thank you for listening everybody yeah and uh yeah i guess i'll see you again in two weeks when right now it's looking like the topic is gonna be star renegades there's there's another one that it might be instead depending on when i can get that lined up to record Mm -hmm. but uh, it's probably gonna be star renegades next time so thank you for listening Mm -hmm. and check back then my cover art is by Jennifer Brown. That's at OG Jenny B on Twitter. And my intro music is Weirder Stuff by Geographer. So big thanks to those fine folks. And big thanks to you, Caitlin, Aww. for coming on and talking to me again. My pleasure. I always love having a nice in-depth conversation with my wife. I knew it. Wow. <laughs>
1: Nah, it's
0: never over. (laughs) Of course
1: not.